Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the OrcoCast. My name is the Orcosaurus, and in this podcast, I'm talking to indie game developers about their games and the video game industry in general. So, if you like my show, then please consider subscribing on YouTube, thumb the video up, ring the bell, leave a comment, and if you're listening to one of the many podcast platforms, please consider us giving a review. And if you want to support us, please check out our Patreon. Thank you, everyone, and now on to the show. Here we go. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Arcast. With me today is Christy from 16 Bit Nights. Welcome. Hello, you... thank you and thank you for inviting me. Obviously. So, Christy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, there isn't, uh, you know, the standard thing about indie developers. I'm nothing special. Just a guy with a dream who wants to make games and enjoys the art of creation. I think that's it. I'm nothing special than the others. So, you have developed a game. It's currently out on Steam and it's called Chromosome Evil. Tell us a little bit about the game itself. Well, the game... uh... It's a weird mix of uh, real-time strategy with uh, horror elements. It's, uh, I don't know, I think I was a bit selfish when I uh, made the design because basically I've made uh, this game as a game that I personally would like to play. Meaning I didn't care about making people happy. I just wanted to make a good game that I could enjoy uh, playing. And uh, by doing this, I am pretty sure that uh, my mom didn't make a unique uh, person. So surely there must be other people like me who also can enjoy this game. So yeah, that was the drive of, uh, of the game. Uh, before we go any further, I would uh, very much like to say that uh, I wouldn't have been here without my uh, partner. Uh, Sadov, uh, unfortunately, he's probably drunk in some uh, bar but uh, yeah he's uh, very happy as well okay as long as he's happy being drunk everything is okay tell him i sent my regards because i am one of these people who really liked what you were doing so to you already said it it's a strategy game mixed with horror to be a little bit more specific and you can correct me on that but it is a rts roguelike is that correct would you say that Oh, this is a bit uh, complicated to answer because uh, this game um, has so many so many elements from different type of games. For example, it has RPG elements, survival elements and so on. But if uh, you want to dig deep down to the core of the gameplay, I would say it's uh, some mix of real-time strategy and tower defense. Uh, I mean, going aside the horror elements and all that, it's basically, you must defend yourself, you must survive, you must also scavenge for resources. So I think it's uh, too many genres. Uh, so I just say it's an RTS because it's easier. I don't like to say, oh my God, it's an RTS, survival, horror, blah, 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 with RPG elements, with, uh, I don't know, shooting elements and so on. No, I just want to keep it simple and to the point. It's an RTS mixed with horror elements. Okay, that, that sounds fair. I think that's a very good description. So what initially, um did bring on the idea of just making the game and i mean you you already said you wanted to make a game that you would like to play yourself but there had to be an initial spark 
So how did you came up or come up with the idea to make Chromosome Evil? Oh my god, this is a long story, but uh, I will I'm try here to... for it. Okay, I will try to make it as short as possible and to the point. This uh, Chromosome Evil thing started back in 2010 when I was just an artist. I just like to draw. I enjoy the art of creation. I enjoy all this. I'm not a programmer. And it so happens that I found a game in a Flash game from a guy and I left uh, some comments and we started uh, talking and he said hey if you learn pixel art I can bring your design to life so I learned pixel art and uh, then the first iteration of chromosome evil was actually called awaken frontline and it was a flash game and got featured on all major flash game portals like congregate newgrounds uh, armor games and uh, so on and it was good but after two or three years of uh, being that developer for Flash, uh, Flash market died. So we went bankrupt after that. But still, the initial design of Chromosome Evil was made 12 years ago. Just that we didn't have enough courage to uh, migrate to Steam because, you know, Flash games, we were somewhere really low. Finally, you had the opportunity to bring this project again to life, but as a PC version with all the experience we gained during those 10 or 12 years, how much passed since then. Okay, but that was basically the um, spark that lit the fire in the end. So 12 years. Yeah. 12 years is quite a long journey. Which factor did spur you on to finally confront yourself and put the game on Steam? Oh, it was a very long journey. You see, after uh, four or uh, three or four years of doing Flash games, Flash Market died. Uh, me and my uh, partner Sadov split up. And then I finally had the courage to go on Steam and I worked with uh, other programmers, different programmers, different projects. And I also used to have a couple of games published by an indie publisher. Doing so, in I don't want to get into details, but I was forced to make my own company and to migrate to self-publish. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Okay, so... I think I lost the... Uh, uh, I think I lost the main question well what what was finally uh, so to say what spurred you on ah, yes 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 to to uh, get I... onto steam actually what what gave you the courage uh, i had nothing to lose i was in uh, i moved from my country to germany it was during that uh, after the flash game uh, made me go bankrupt. I had nothing to lose and I said, oh, I just want to make a game for fun. I didn't think about the money. I didn't think about nothing. So the first game I made for uh, Steam, it was uh, Flesh Eaters, which is also Chromosome Evil, the first uh, iteration for a computer, the migration from uh, the first migration from Flash to PC. After that, I did other games. I did Tauronos, I did Cosmic Dust and Rust, TV Toilet and Shotgun and other uh, titles. So you, you, you have been busy with games, you could say. Oh, yeah. I know that that question is a little bit mean, but when it comes to your games and yourself as an indie game developer, would you consider yourself as successful so far? Oh, good question. It uh, all comes down to what do you understand by successful. For example, I invested, uh, as I said, 12 or 14 years into this industry. And only now, only now, I was able to quit my day job and go full-time indie dev. So I think in, uh, just like in life, you can have anything you want. The thing is, what are you uh, capable of sacrificing to get that thing? Understand? I think that's the only thing. I completely Hard work will eventually get you to your goal. Exactly. So 
when I played your game, so we are talking again about Chromosome Evil, uh, I had, I, I mean, it says on the tin basically or on the Steam front page that it ha is Lovecraft inspired. Exactly. But since it kinda is also a little bit in the title and I also felt like you were inspired by Resident Evil a little bit. Is that correct? Yes, and here's the funny thing. Uh, when I pitch the game, I usually pitch it. It's a real-time strategy meet with Lovecraftian horror. But my initial pitch before I uh, polished the pitch and so on was uh, my game. It's basically Resident Evil, the strategy game version. So yes, it, uh, Resident Evil also played a part. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I think saying it's Resident Evil, but the strategy version it is probably the most accurate description I've heard so far. <laughs> yes, but it, it hurts a bit the branding, you know, so that yeah, I I know. polish it into more neutral ground. Yeah, you you don't want to associate yourself with bigger brands and whatnot. And, I and want to associate, but I don't want to get eaten by them, you know. Because yeah, yeah, I I know, I know what you mean. But it's I, I know how the branding stuff works. <laughs> um. So, but like apart from Lovecraft, Cosmic Horror, and Resident Evil, what other inspirations did you have for your game? Well, mainly many, and I mean by this many. Uh, horror movies from uh, 90s and 80s, such as The Thing. You, I don't know if you played the full game or at, by which point you reached, but we have many bosses and many uh, situations heavily inspired from movies like Aliens, like The Thing, Invasion of the Body Snatcher, uh, all, all those uh, oldies but gold. Of course, may, maybe the new generation wouldn't appreciate because maybe they don't know what movies there were back then. But as I said, I'm selfish and I wanted to do it for me and I hope that are still one or a few other people who are just like me and can enjoy it as well. So I've, I've come to the part where you have to defend yourself in a grocery store until the truck arrives, <laughs> I think, or drives away. I don't really remember it. It's fairly early on. Ah, yes. Yes, it's, and and uh, guys, I can 10%. see, I, I can see how this was inspired by aliens, for example. Oh yes, yeah. Yes, yes. So I, I I get what you're saying now that you like have like these scenarios in your head and have like oh yeah, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna take this. It makes perfectly sense, and I like this a lot. Um, I, because I come also from the generation who grew up with these '80s horror movies, so I. That's why I can appreciate the game also a lot. Like I, I felt cool. at home. Like I never could like pinpoint why, but that makes a lot of sense. So when designing the game, I mean, you said basically it was a 12-year endeavor of designing or refining the concept of uh, Chromosome Evil. But how um, did you? I mean, you iterated many times. That's also something I heard heard out like yes, you, exactly, you made the exactly. I've made flash this game, game then you made this game then you made that game and you arrived at chromosome evil but let's let's just focus on chromosome evil here itself for this question when you started designing chromosome evil you obviously would take your base you already had but did you after that if you added stuff did you use oh. a design document or did you just shoot from the hip basically? Oh yeah, I can add this, I can add this and I want this and I want that. Well, here, this is also a very good question. Uh, I think it comes down to your workflow. How do you work best? For example, I worked on uh, Tauronos and uh, on Tauronos I had a strictly um, 
design document with everything what we must do, with all the deadlines, everything was uh, very well organized in document, in, so everything was, uh, yeah. Uh, I made that game with a programmer from uh, Romania, from my country, and everything went fine, just fine. But uh, the guy uh, uh, with who I made the Chromosome Evil, it's also the guy that introduced me to the indie uh, game world, uh, and we, ha we work more chaotically. Meaning, we put the core pillars, we say, I want uh, this to be strategy, I want these controls, I want this, this, this. And uh, we basically uh, build the game with trial and error. Meaning, we didn't have a design document, I just talked to him, I had all the picture in my mind, and he was a very awesome person, he basically could understand all that I uh, tried to say, and he brought it to life along with my art. So yes, I had experience from both worlds organized development with deadlines and uh, chaotic development with trial and error okay so basically you have been working on two fronts but specifically for chromosome evil it was more chaotic and yes. more of a let's say more of a brainstorming kind of thing and trial and exactly. error and see where you exactly. go with it what are you the most proud of in chromosome evil what is the one thing that stands out for you where you say that that is the key highlight that i personally love you know what i love most uh, you make a game okay uh, you invest time in it you invest uh, work in it you invest maybe even money in it and at the end it's just like uh, i don't know if you know that colosseum where the gladiators are fighting in uh, agent rome uh, when you release the game on steam and all and you, all the people just like in arena imagine that steam it's basically the colosseum okay and uh, you are the gladiator and the gladiator is actually the game and you release it there and this is the most awesome and uh, the most uh, achieving uh, rewarding uh, feeling that i ever had releasing the creation to the public it's it's the best moment it's i'm i have no words i'm that's the most and also that also makes uh, me feel very proud that i actually managed to finish it yeah because i know that exactly actually finishing a game is extremely hard a oh, lot of yeah. people a lot of people started but then there's actually a gag um also in the uh in writing books if you want to be an author starting a book is super easy just finishing it is super hard and the same goes for video games those I feel like those two industries have a lot in common anyways. So the um, seeing basically your game up on Steam and having it released, that is your highlight. Okay. How has the how has the reception of the game how has the uh, reception of the game been so far? Did you get any uh, negative feedback? for it or uh, did you just get positive feedback oh this question has a lot of ramification i will try first to answer how was the reception well we released uh, a free version on itch.io and game jolt and uh, it was a very good very positive reaction from all the fans even before when we only had the coming soon page in even after we released it so it was a very good reception and then we released it on steam and uh, to be honest i'm pleasantly surprised that it was a very good reception. I mean, we actually had a lot of support. Many people also joined our Discord. And uh, yeah, it's good. Otherwise, I even don't think I would be here talking to you. So the reception was very good. And me and my partner are very satisfied. We could do better, but uh, 
right now we are very satisfied. I mean, I, I would say if you're satisfied with the reception of the product, I would say you you did just fine. Of course, someone can always do better, but I also see it like this. If you make a product and people are overwhelmingly, or not overwhelmingly, but very positive, very warm uh, towards it, I think that's actually pretty impressive because I know that not a lot of games fare very well in these days or in this market because it's so ultra competitive and everyone is just like, ah, oh, I need to be, I need to be seen. I made this mistake on Tauronos because I, I wanted to make a game to make the people happy, to compete with other games and all that. And it was a mistake. Best game that you make, you made you make to play for yourself. If you try to think about, oh my God, would this uh, uh, player will enjoy this product? Will you, and you understand, you're just trying to picture somebody else enjoying the game. You have no real... Uh, objective uh, view over it but when you know for certain you are the target audience you are building a game for yourself to enjoy surely there will be others who also do enjoy it i mean that that is i would actually say it's one of the best ways just to make a creative product overall because if you're somebody who uh, is creative and who works creatively you should actually do what you enjoy because then other people will also enjoy it because they see it was made with care and love. And I feel like I can say that fairly certain about your game. Because when you play it, then the writing and everything is is pretty good. I mean, I found a few spelling errors, but that's like... I know whatever. we have problems. If you want me to tell you the problems of Chromosome Evil, just ask and I will tell you. Yeah, you, we, we come to that part, but... Um, <laughs> Just, just overall, it felt like somebody cared about what they are doing. If you go in and make your product for a focus test group, you stop caring about it. And exactly. I, I feel like your or or your way in approaching the game was in quotation the smarter choice. I mean, on the other hand, Chromosome Evil turned out to be a a very niche product. But on the other hand, it can also, it, it can be a curse and a blessing at the same time. So let's come to the issues. What, what's, tell me about the issues <laughs> with oh. the game. <laughs> okay, uh, we split the issues into two parts. The first part are issues that uh, we are aware, uh, we don't care, we won't change it because uh, we know that those are not the people who are our target audience. And the second type of issues are the one that we know, they are aware, but we cannot fix, but we want to fix. So, uh, I will start firstly with the issues that uh, we are aware of and we know that they need fixing. Uh, many of them we also fixed. Uh, yes, so the first one is we didn't have enough cool uh, tips. After the release, uh, I don't know if you checked uh, the Steam log, we made uh, a lot of updates, a lot of updates. We added tool tips, more tool tips, uh, we added... Uh, many things including an extra dlc with but dlc we'll talk later ah by the way it's free dlc just so you know it's, i'm not money grabber uh one of the other things are the zoom in uh, for example on big screen resolutions uh, the game looks very small uh, unfortunately we cannot fix this my programmer uh, it's also a creative person and he wanted to make an engine from scratch so the game is made in a custom engine and adding a zoom in uh, function for this would cause a lot of problems uh, maybe if we make the sequel uh, we surely we will add the zooming skill from the very beginning 
another problem that uh, we faced. Ah, now the problems that uh, we are aware, but we don't want to change too much. Uh, the game was very hard. So if one casual player would pick it up, he wouldn't be able to play, he would die instantly. So uh, we had this issue at the beginning, uh, casual players, the casual uh, uh, player uh, group uh, would die a lot and uh, would ask, uh, make it more easy, make it more easy. But the hardcore players, the one that sustain us the most, they said, oh, the game is uh, easy, it's balanced, we like it, understand? So uh, if we made it too easy, then we lose the hardcore players, with our, which are our uh, core foundation. And we couldn't take this risk. Of course, we made some tweaks, we added an easy mode and uh, so on. But you see, when a, a new hardcore players arrive, maybe he doesn't know his uh, true value skill and he will go an easy version. Uh, making him basically just uh, not be able to make the intended experience that we had for him. Because Chromosome Evil is not a game that you win from the first try. Uh, it's a game that you can replay it, you can have other content on it, uh, you can have random elements, uh, more choices, different outcomes, multiple endings. And when I say multiple endings, not just uh, one choice at the end and that's it. No, actual paths. The game bifurcates and you can go here and have other missions or you can go here and have totally other scenarios and other outcomes. So it's pretty complex. Another issue we had uh, was the font size. Yes, uh, we did try to fix it. Unfortunately, just like the zoom in, it's uh, very hard to do this at uh, this point. So I'm, I'd like to apologize to the people for making their eyes bleed when trying to read the text. Mm, other issues? Uh, yes, I know the pet finding is not uh, perfect, but it works. And yeah, I think that's that's about it. Maybe uh, I missed something, but I don't know. I, I think you were there when I streamed it. I think we were talking about the issue with the font, actually, because I couldn't read it. I, I really had a hard time. I think we talked about it now that you mentioned Many people had. I know many people I, had problems. I, 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 don't, I, I don't even want to criticize it for it. It was just not a good choice like you said in I know, the sequel I know. you can I know. you can always do better i don't hold it against you i'm just now remembering that we already talked at least about that one issue but that's and you also told me again that you made this in a custom engine which is actually pretty impressive if you think about it yeah on, on its own so i i will i will not hold anything of that against you it's just an like we we it's 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 just growing pains or learning and growing i feel like and that's part of it like in your next project you know okay i need to do it better i need to have another font i need to make it better readable for other people so all is good you learn something and you take it away and you think it is actually valid criticism and that's the important part um i know you can't fix it now the explanation makes sense to me because working in a custom engine always also means that you need to account for a lot of things that you haven't accounted for and if you try to fix it you have to go back into the code and then it's fair game you can actually destroy the game in, in exactly yeah exactly. In, in in the worst ways possible and i doubt you guys have a huge q a department where you can do that no we work from home we are normal yeah. people yeah. exactly so but what what i uh what i like for example is about the game is it was relatively bug free i mean you optimized it obviously but i 
didn't encounter any glaring bugs or issues. Oh, good. We we had bugs. We had bugs. <laughs> yes. I don't Obviously, think. everyone but has bugs. Fixed them, my programmer, my partner Sadov, fixed them immediately. I mean, as soon as the people posted, the second day uh, the bug was fixed. As soon as the people posted, the second day the bug was fixed. So it was uh, the management part uh, that we did after release. I am very proud of it and very proud of my partner. We did also PR, so everything was was very smooth. I, I like to hear that. So. Do you plan actually on doing a sequel? Well, right now we uh, we had planned some DLCs, and uh, after the release we had three DLCs planned. Uh, the first DLC we wanted to make a DLC that uh, based on uh, player suggestion. Uh, second DLC we wanted to release a map editor, and third DLC we wanted to add more content. Uh, the first DLC we released it uh, a few months ago, and uh, because we had such good reception. Uh, Unreleased, we decided not to be greedy and we released it for free. And the first DLC, it contains uh, a huge change because players uh, ask for more customization for characters. So we give them that. We made a crafting system where we can mount scopes on weapons and all that and customize armor upgrades. So it was a very big update. Changed the core foundation of the game. That's what the players wanted. And we'd, we could have... Uh, made this DLC within the main game version, the vanilla version. But we didn't want, because we, I want the main game. I like how it is, and maybe some other people like how it is, and maybe they don't want crafting and all that. But we did it anyhow for the players. Uh, so we released this DLC for free. The second DLC, uh, we released um, Map Editor. Uh, basically, uh, many players also ask for a map editor. Uh, now players can create their own maps, their own content, and they can share it with others via Steamwork. So it's very good tool. Uh, unfortunately, we only reached the milestone to create this, not to dis uh, distribute it for free. So this uh, second DLC cost five bucks. Uh, right now, uh, we still haven't reached the third uh, DLC milestone, but I think uh, by the end of the month, I think we will also reach that one too. And after we release it, um, we also will try to keep a very low charge, under five bucks. After we release that, uh, we will start work on the next project. And uh, my uh, partner already starts uh, prototyping uh, some stuff. We want to add the dynamic dynamic fog of war. Uh, we also want to, to add the zoom in function and bigger text and a lot of things that we couldn't uh, change the other uh, version. So you are planning a sequel, basically. That, uh, I don't want to sound so official. Uh, <laughs> the... No, no, wait, wait. At the end of this month, you will take final decision because I must also meet him uh, next week, and we will okay. discuss. That that is that is fair. Um, but I I mean, it would if if the game was successful enough, it would make sense to go back and just do basically a better, more substantial sequel and i think you can pull it off but we will wait for the official confirmation i will be here for it and i will love it thank you mm. sure. okay so i have two more questions for you one question uh i, I like to throw oddball questions at my guests so y you probably have been a gamer for your entire life or at least for the last two one or two decades i would presume I'm a big fan of Sega Genesis and Nintendo, the old yeah. one. So, and since you made a horror game, this question is actually tailor-made for you. Okay. What was the creepiest thing 
you experienced in a video game? Classic XCOM. Oh. If anyone remembers the classic uh, XCOM? That was the creepiest feeling when you send your squad into an unknown uh, environment and hope you would be able to get a few of them alive by the end of the mission. That was the creepiest feeling that the game ever gave to me. I absolutely love that. I played Terror from the Deep as a kid. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that. that one, like, I was so... And I always shat my pants when they invaded my base. Yes. I was like, oh god, no, everyone is out on a mission. What should I do now? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, th those, are, those are some great examples. And the last question is, um, how will video games achieve world peace? What? Yes. Excuse me, I didn't understand the question. Um, how will video games achieve world peace? Oh man, this is trolling. I, I, I cannot respond to this. It's, uh, I don't think they play a role in achieving peace, but uh, they play a role in giving a bit of smile on uh, people's faces. Okay, I, I will, I will accept that answer. <laughs> okay. So, Christy, thank you for coming on. That's been the OrcaCast. Uh, a bit of shorter episode today, but that doesn't matter. It was a great talk anyways. I'm the Orcasaurus. You can find me on twitch.tv slash You can find me on YouTube, OrcaCast. And you can, if you want to support me, sign up for my Patreon, the Orcasaurus. And all socials, the Orcasaurus as well. And Christy, where can we find you? At home, making games. No, I'm joking. Uh, it's actually very easy. You can just find Chromosome Evil on Steam and you'll have Discord links there and all official uh, links. Mostly, I talk live with uh, players and I respond in real time on uh, our official Discord. I love that. And I hope you stay at home and make games because we need more dust like you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, that's been your guest. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.